You're listening to You Asked For It, a sermon series based on questions submitted by you. For more information about Elevate Church, please visit us online at www.elevatechurch.ms. Good morning, Elevate. Good morning. Come on now. I know y'all can do better than that. Good morning. Good morning. It ain't about me. It's about God. Amen. Before I begin my sermon, I just want to let y'all know this is the month of donation to drive for um, July, which is to back to school. We have out in the foyer a list of um, school supplies that, that we're taking up to be able to help some kid in need for going back to school. So in July, this month right here, we're taking up donations for the back to school drive. Amen? It's out, it's out in the foyer. It has a list where you can go by and you can get some school supplies and you can bring them and you can turn them in back there in the foyer. Amen? So I wanna, I'm coming to you today. I want to talk to you all about, you know, about how God try to attempt to use us. But first, we got to understand and know that God is calling us to something. Amen? He's always calling us to something. And I want to talk about, is Jesus calling you? Is Jesus calling you? How do you know if he's calling you? How do you know if he's looking to use you to do something for him? Amen? So I want to I read something to you, and we're going we're gonna to start with this. It says, as the morning broke, the night yielded today, and the sky turned from black to blue. The first x-rays of sunshine revealed some hardworking men busily engaged in their occupation. Now, as I'm reading, this is scripture from the Word of God. And if, just, just to give you a reference point, it comes from Mark, first chapter, verse 16 through 20. And you know when he's talking about the fishermen of the sea, you know, when they was out fishing, trying to gather fish. It was a lot going on. Jesus was calling them to do things, and there was a lot of things going on. But what we don't understand is that everybody's purpose is different. If someone is over here fishing, then someone had to make the net. And if the net wasn't available to be able to catch the fish, then you just fishing for nothing because it'll fall through the net. Amen? So every point in this lesson is very important. So is Jesus calling you to something that's going to help you throughout your life? It says, hardworking men busily engaged in their occupation. Those men were used to seeing the sunrise over the Sea of Galilee. They were fishermen, and their job required them to fish during the cool of the night when, when the fish were feeding. Notice it says when the fish were feeding in the cool of the night. So it was a time and a place to be there to be able to, be able to catch something. Because a lot of times we can go out and do things in the off-season, when God saying it ain't time yet. You can be ready to do it, but if God said it ain't time yet, you ain't going to catch it. Amen? He says in the cool of the night when the fish were feeding, after a long night of fishing, all that was left was to clean the catch men, the nets, and sell the fish to those who sold in the markets. Being a fisherman was a hard life, but it was put bread on the tables and roof over their heads. While it was hard life, it was an important life. All the people in Israel and in other places depended on the catch these men brought back to the shore. Some of their catch might have been salted down and transported all the way to Rome. It is possible that Caesar himself would have eaten of the fish these very men caught in the Sea of Galilee. As they were finishing their work for the night, 
so they could go home and rest their weary bodies, a man they all know passed on the shore. He spoke just a few words to them, but what they heard would forever change the course of their lives. That may have been the scene when Jesus passed by the boats where Peter, Andrew, James, and John were working. His call to those four men forever changed their lives. That may have been the scene when Jesus passed by the boats when he forever changed their lives. The public ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ is commencing. One of his first acts is to choose some men to assist him in his works. He was calling ordinary men to do the extraordinary work of God. And see, when Jesus passed, see, he was starting to create something then. He was starting to use people. And notice God wasn't using people that, was, that, was, that had everything. It was, it was ordinary people, people like you and I, people that's going through things, people that's got ups and downs. And Jesus was getting ready to use these people in a special way. And he's showing us today in our lives that you can be used also. He said he is still calling today. He is calling people to come from salvation. He is calling them to come for service. He's calling. I wonder if the Lord is calling you today. I wonder if the Lord is calling you today. And when I say call, I'm not like talking about like calling you on the phone or something like that. It's calling you into your purpose, calling you into your destiny, calling you into what he wants you to become. Amen. Our text reveals something about this matter of the Lord's call. This passage reveals Sarah characteristics in these verses concerning the call of the Lord. I want to examine those characteristics today. If the Lord calls you, you need to know how to recognize his voice. If the Lord calls you, you need to know how to recognize his voice. As we look at the characteristics of the Lord's call, I want to ask you this question. Is Jesus calling you? Is Jesus calling you? Is Jesus calling you? Is Jesus calling you? Think about that. Some may be thinking, well, I don't know if he's calling me. I don't know if he's calling me. But let me tell you, if you're here on earth, he has called you for a purpose. He has called you to do something extraordinary. He has called you because you are part of something that he has created you to be. All of us have gifts. All of us have callings. And all of us have a destination that God wants us to go about. But see, God wants us to apply ourselves and plug in so that he can apply and use us. His call is personal. His call is personal. And when we say personal, it's not like personal, like, 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 like you say, this personal, like when you get into his mind, this, this personal right here, this personal. No, it's personal because it's a one-on-one -on -one thing that God has for you. It's personal. It says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ in Ephesians 4 and 12. For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. See, God created us perfect so that we can be able to do his will. Amen? See, he created us. Nobody else created us. God created us. And when he created us, he created us perfect for who we are as an individual, a personal person. Even twins are different. 
See, God created all of us to have a purpose. That's personal to him because when he created you, you are special. When he created you, you are special. When you look around at another creation, that person is special because God created you. Even when someone tells you you're not special, God says you are special because he created you. That means when he created you, he molded you, he created you, he put you in perfection how he wanted you to be because you are very important to him because your purpose is hearing the voice, the call to what he required for you as an individual to do. Amen. Is Jesus calling you? And that's, that's a question I'm still asking, but it's a question that should already be answered because if he created you, he called you. Now to each one of the manifestations of the Spirit is given for the common good. That's in, that's in 1 Corinthians 12 and 7. And as we scroll down, we're going from 12 and 7 all the way. We're going to keep going down. It says, to one, there is a given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. And see, what God is doing, now he's trying to show you that he's using people in different ways, just like he used me and you. He's showing you through the gifts and the things that he created that you have a place in him. It says, to another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing, that one spirit. That's in 1 Corinthians 12 and 9. 12 and 10 says, To another, miraculous powers, to another, prophecy, to another, distinguishing between spirits, to another, speaking in different kinds of tongues, and, to, and still another, the interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Just as he determines. All of those things I just read out, God has designed for me and you, and he give it to us just like he want us to have it. See, that's why we got to seek him. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto thee. See, God want to plant something in your life so that he can use you in a special way. We can't get caught up in what someone else is doing. We got to get plugged into what God called us to do. Amen. All of these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. 1 Corinthians 12 and 12 says, Just as the body, though one, has many parts. Just as the body, though one, has many parts. Think about that. Form one body, so it is with Christ. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. All of us are formed into one body, one body of Christ, but we're all created different, but we are one body where we can't live without one another, to where we can't operate without one another because every body part is important. Every body of Christ is important. And when I say body part, body of Christ, 
If God created you, every part is important because when it comes to doing God's will, we all have to be plugged in doing what God called us to do in order to make the body function properly. So from head to toe, everything is important. No matter if you think the heart is important because the heart needs the body, where you need the eyes to see, the activities of all your limbs, the hair on your head, everything work together. Everything is important. And we can't sit here and think that we can do without one or the other. You can operate, you can function, but if you had a choice, we would want everything working. So if we want everything to work, then as a body of Christ, we all have to be working in the kingdom of God, doing what he called us to do. For we were all baptized by one spirit. For we were all, we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, where the Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. See, God created all of us in his image. In his image. That means his image. That means the inner man inside of us, the Holy Spirit that dwells in us, the inner. God created all of us. When we accept him into our lives and we believe on him and believe in his word, we're walking in him because we have stepped back and allowed him to step forward so that he can be the head of our lives. Amen? 1 Corinthians 12 and 14 says, Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And as it goes down to 15, it says, Now if the foot should say, Because I am not the hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. Think about that. Now if the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It will be, for that reason, stop being part of the body. See, everything is important. Every body part is important. All of you all are important in the body of Christ. And see, Jesus wanted us to understand and know that when he created you, he created you to be used the way he wants you to be used. And the way we seek his face, he gives us the opportunity to go out and do what he called us to do. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. See, the body of Christ is made up of many parts. The body of Christ is made up of many different things. Just like you have chromosomes, X and Y, you have all the different bones and, and different limbs, all of that stuff is important. And see, when God created us, he knew how important each piece would be. The only problem is, is that we got to plug in to what he called and what he want us to do. It's Jesus calling you. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? See, what God is trying to show us is that everything is important. 
even the least thing that we think is important. And if you notice what God used and the things that people that he used, he always used the least. He always used people with issues. He always used people with problems. Why is that? Because he's showing you that the least person, the person with the most problems, they are very special. And that's the one I want to use. See, God want to use and he show through his word that when you go through things and things happen, then you are much more valuable in the kingdom because God want to use you in a special way. See, God know that when you, when you honor him and worship him, then the least, when you, when you dying and crying out for him, then the small things don't matter. Everything that matters is him. See, God want to use the least because the least would exemplify to the whole body that, hey, it's very important. Now, you can have all the activities of your limbs. Everything will be working good for you. You can, be, you can run marathons. You can be the strongest person in the world, but get a toothache. It'll shut your body down completely. It'll put you where you don't want to be at, but you'll look like your whole body complete. Oh, he's strong. He's muscular. He's in shape, but it'll shut you down. See, God want to use you, and he's showing us that he can use the least. All we have to do is hear his voice and allow him to use us because he says he's calling us to a higher place. Amen? 18, it says, but in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. But in fact, God has placed the parts. And see, when we read, we have to really read. But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, every one of them, you, I, everybody. So we're talking about the body. We ain't talking about just no one person, the body of Christ, one. See, everybody, we are the body. We are the body of Christ, each and every one of us. But in fact, has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, we are them, just as he just as he wanted them to be. Just as he wanted them to be. So if I was the eye, I'm the eye for a reason. If you the nose, you the nose for a reason. If you wanted them teeth right there, you the teeth for the reason. If you the left toe, you the left toe for a reason. If you the right ear, you the right ear for a reason. But when God has placed us where he wanted us to be, and we are in the body of Christ, when we all come together, we're going to make up the body. See, God has a place for you, me, and everybody. And it makes up the body. You ever heard the saying, you can't have two right feet? You can't have two left feet. You don't want two right arms. Everything going to be out of whack. But when God created the body, he created it intact, and he created it like he wanted it to be. And when he created it how he wanted it to be, then it can be used properly. Anything that's out of order, it ain't going to work right. Anything that's out of order, it ain't going to work right. 
And I said way back in another sermon, if you put water in a car for gas, something going to happen. I don't care how good that car looks. Because water wasn't designed to go in the gas tank. See, God created us distinguished so that he can identify each and every one of us, even when he created twins or quintuplets or triplets. They all are different because it's always going to be something that you can tell the difference. How many of y'all got twins out there? It start off hard if they identical. Then you find a way to figure out your twins, right? You find a way to know which one is different. One may talk a little different. One have maybe flip that way a little bit. One may have a, a, a birthmark right here or something or Something distinguishing. And when God created all of us, he know what he called us to do. See, God already know what he called for me and you to do. But we first have to hear the voice of the call. Just like he give us the opportunity to receive him. When we receive him, then we stepping into his voice to where we can hear from him. But until then, we don't know what we are called to do. But I'm here to tell you today, God has called you into a higher place. We have to plug into what he has called us to be so that we can be used. Amen? If they were all one part, where would the body be? That's in 1 Corinthians 12 and 19. And 12 and 20 says, as it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it. See, that goes back to what I was saying about the lease. See, God used the lease and, and bring them up to show that I can use you. Because when he show you that he can use the lease and someone is looking, then they're going to see the power of God. Amen? That's why he used the lease. So that there should be no division in the body but that is part should have equal concern for each other. Meaning that don't no other part of the body is greater than the other part of the body. So if you feel like you're the least, then someone that, that has the heart of the body feel like they're the greatest, take all the other parts away and see what the heart going to do. So if you feel like because you got the eyes and you can see, take everything else away and see what the eyes going to do. So if you feel like you're the greatest because you can hear, then take all the other parts away and see how important it is. But we all come together on one accord in love in the body of Christ and we bring our part to the table. Then we create a body of Christ that can be used tremendously. 
And that's why God created us like that, because it's always something for each and every one of us to do. And when I say that, it's so many things that God has called us to do, everybody has an opportunity. So God may be using somebody else the same way, just like he using me, but we're going in two different courses, because this world has so much that needs to be touched. This world has so much that needs to be saved. This world needs so much from us that he has to use us as a body. And see, by Elevate being the body of Christ, where we, where we go out and we try to reach people that's far from Christ, all of us are operating as a body. We are one part of the body of Elevate. But to this world, we are one part. In Elevate, we are a body of Christ that have everything that the world needs. But outside of the church, we are one part of the body. We elevate. Y'all getting that? Inside of the church, we are everything that we need at Elevate, from head to toe. But outside of the church, we are one part of the body. Because there's a lot of places and things that God has created that's going forward. See, God created all of us to do our part. And here at Elevate, we're doing our part by reaching people that's far from Christ. And if you're far from Christ, you have to go where God tells you to go to reach people that are far from Christ. When we say far from Christ, that means God is that way, and you got to go over that way to get them. See, when you get saved, it ain't an easy job to win people to Christ. See, we can get saved, and we can go that way. But if we never turn back to go reach the people that's far from Christ, then are we doing what God called us to do? Or are we being selfish saying, I'm going to get myself in? But you can't get yourself in because somebody had to get you in. Somebody had to come back and get you to bring you to go forward. So when you reach people far from Christ, remember, somebody came to get you. And as a body of Christ, we have to go back and pull and reach and bring people so they can go. And it's just a reoccurring thing. You go get them, and you bring them. You go get them, and you bring them. You go get them, and you bring them. And when do that end? When God calls you back. See, we can't run. We can't go. That's why I don't like just religion. Because religion can be scary. Because to love God's people... You have to go where they hurt at. To love God, people, you got to go down there and get them. That's why I love my job being the police, because it takes you in places you never want to go to. But guess what? You got to go. We do search warrants. I text my wife every time, say, I love you, because you never know what's going to happen. Tell her before I leave home, I love you, because you never know what's going to happen. But you got to go, even in the body of Christ. It's like doing a search warrant when you got to go up in these neighborhoods with these kids. And it's a new generation. When I say new generation, when you got to go into these neighborhoods where you know kids have firearms. And if you don't have the arm of God on, you ain't got nothing with you. I'm just being honest. 
You have to be equipped to do God's will, physically and spiritually. And I don't go to work just physically. I go spiritually because I know my wife pray for me all the time. But you have to be physically and spiritually working together so that you can do the job. And it's the same way we're reaching people far from Christ. You can't look at the situation and say, no, I'm not going over there. It's too dangerous. If God is with you, can't nobody stop you. You go in with the armor of God on, the breastplate of righteousness. You be covered in the word of God, and you go and do God's will. Because if he send you, I promise you, somebody over there ready to cry out to receive is Jesus calling you. Somebody is waiting. That's doing the work of the Lord. Amen? It's Jesus calling you because he's sure calling me. If one part suffers, every part suffers. What if one part is honored, every part rejoices with it? Think about that. What if one part is honored, every part rejoices with it? Thinking that if the body of Christ, if somebody get blessed, if somebody get excited, if somebody, we all should get excited because we one body of Christ. If the right arm can raise and the left arm can raise and the right leg got problems, we should still glorify the body of Christ. Because in season, God will touch each and every one of us. See, we are here to lift up one another even when things are going wrong in the body of Christ. Because the body is the body. The love of the body to show the rest of the body that we love you. We'll pick you up. Even when you down, even when the toe hurting, we're going to pick that toe up. We're going to bring that toe along. I got you because we got nine more. Even if that ear hurting, look, we got you, we got you, we got you. Just stay with us. We ain't going to break up. When I say break up, we ain't trying to amputate the body of Christ. We need to keep the body of Christ connected. Because if we connect it, then nothing can tear us apart. Just like the vineyard. Just like the branches on a tree. When they fall to the ground and burn up, and they collect them up. See, we ain't tearing nothing off the body of Christ. The body of Christ is meant to be plugged in together, to be used as one part. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. That's some good stuff. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 27. Read that. And it'll really help you understand that we are truly the body of Christ. It's Jesus calling you. John 5 and 19. It says, Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. That's John 5, 19 and 20. It's Jesus calling you. See, Jesus shows us what to do. He teaches us what to do. He leads us and shows us by example. And he showed them as they was fishing by example. 
He showed them, hey, this net is wide open. You can keep fishing all day in the sea, but if you don't have it sold up at the bottom, you ain't going to catch nothing. See, that's listening for the voice. Luke 16 and 10 says, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with very much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. See, that's true. That's true. It's Jesus calling you. The next day, John was there again with the two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. The Lamb of God, they followed Jesus. That was the voice. Look, the Lamb of God. And they followed Jesus. See, we go out and reach people far from Christ and we start witnessing and they say, follow me as I follow Christ. When we go out and preach and teach the word of God and teach people how to be saved and tell them how good God is, then they follow. See, somebody had to tell the disciples about, hey, they go to Messiah, the great one, the big-breasted one, the awesome one. They listen and they follow. And see, when we follow Christ, we can't go wrong. It says, turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? See, they was trying to get close to him. They was trying to get with him. Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Now they hanging out with the Messiah, the great one. The same person people was talking about that they was ridiculing and mocking. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is, when we translated it, Peter. Is Jesus calling you? Is Jesus calling you? I don't know where you're at on your life. I don't know what road you're going down. But the best way to get plugged into the body of Christ is to accept him. It's just like a loose body part walking around, arm, leg, going over there to autopsy, and they cut your arm off, leg off, ear off, cut your head open, take a lung out, kidney. See, that body part is lost and it's walking around, needing to get plugged into something needing to get tapped into something. I don't know where you're at in your life, but if you want to get connected and plugged into the body of Christ, all you have to do is accept him. Is Jesus calling you? Is Jesus calling you? With every head bowed, every eye closed.
Lord, we just thank you for your word, Lord God. We thank you for your message, Lord God. And if anyone don't know you, Lord God, we ask that they get to know you today, Lord God. We ask that they get to seek your face, Lord God, that you can help them become part of the body. So if you want the Lord to be there for you, if you want to accept the calling, accept it. And I know that God loves you. And I know that he will accept you. So if you believe in your heart that he has called you to something and you want to accept him, raise your hand. Amen. 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 Lord, you know who's standing here, Lord God. You know who's sitting there accepting you, Lord God. We ask that they receive you wholeheartedly and accept their calling, Lord God. And that they believe, Lord God, that you rose, that you died and rose again, Lord God, on the third day, Lord God. We thank you for being in their life right now today, Lord God. And, Lord God, we ask you to just bless them in a special way, Lord God, that receive you, Lord God. And know that they are now connected to the body of Christ, Lord God, and that they are special. That they are special now that they are connected, Lord God. And, Lord, even with them receiving today, Lord God, being new as to the body of the Christ, Lord God, they can be used in a special way, Lord God that we here elevate, Lord God, will help them and mold them into who they are, Lord God, that we will help teach and train them, Lord God, how to be used in the kingdom, Lord God, and that they may go out and reach someone that's far from Christ, Lord God, to help them to receive their calling. Lord, we just want to say thank you right now, Lord God. We thank you for the ones that have given their heart to you, Lord God, that have accepted their calling. We thank you for Elevate Church, Lord God, for being here in this city to reach people that are far from Christ, Lord God. And we thank you for each and every person. And we thank you for Pastor Robert and his wife, the shepherds of this house, Lord God. We thank you for them right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.